0: Well, God is good. Welcome, everybody. Sure glad to have you here at our first Wednesday of the month healing service. If you're in need of healing, then you're in the house. You're in the right house, in the right place at the right time. And God is working in your life today. We're so thankful. If you're new with us uh, today at, 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 at church uh, here on Wednesday night, we're glad you came, however you came, whether you just strolled in and don't know a soul here or whether your best friend invited you or some other reason. We're so glad you're here. In fact, at the conclusion of the service, in our main lobby here over there to the uh, northwest, uh, uh, we have a special gift we'd like to give to you on your way out today. It'll be a blessing to you in addition to everything else. And so make sure you stop by over there on the way out uh, this evening. We're so glad you're here. God is in our midst. And so we're going to go ahead and receive our tithes and offerings right now. If you're ready to give and the tithe, give your tithe and your offering to the Lord, then, uh, then good, good. Let's get that ready. And we'll pray over our offering. We won't say too much about it other than uh, giving is the will of God. Giving and receiving are both the will of God for every single person. Amen. He doesn't want, any, want, doesn't want money to have any of us, but he wants all of us to have money. Amen. Because money oftentimes equals freedom. And you can do what He wants you to do when you want when He wants you to do it as opposed to, I can't afford it, right? (laughs) Praise God. Father, we pray over our tithes and offerings tonight. We bring them to you by faith. Thank you for the abundance of your provision in every life, in every home. We are abundantly supplied. We are abundantly provided for never alone and never without. Thank you, Lord. We serve you and we walk by faith without a doubt. Give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. Let's go ahead and receive the offering now. We'll pass that those containers around. And uh, tonight, like I mentioned, is our is our first Wednesday of the month healing service. So this is good. I'm not... I'm not sick at the moment, but I'm looking forward to uh, the rest of the service just because I like to stay well. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and I like to help other people get well and get healed and, and experience the victory that the Lord provided us. Thank you, Lord, for that. And, uh, and so Pastor Bill, as you know, uh, is a man of faith, man of faith and power. He's got an, an anointing on his life to minister, healing, healing uh, to the sick and infirmed. And so he's going to bring the word and, and just be led of the spirit, whatever the Lord tells him to do. Let's just flow with it. Okay. And so he's going to come bring that, bring the stuff tonight and minister. And, and, uh, so let's just go ahead and get ready to receive pastor Bill. Come on down. That was loud or up or whatever. Up. Come down up.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. How's everyone doing tonight? Amen. Don't we serve an amazing God? That he actually cares about us. Amen. We don't, we don't, uh, we don't serve, you know, we don't serve a God that we have to go somewhere and wash our hands, dye our hair red, rub a belly. Nothing like that, right? Yaz rubs her belly, though. She won that baby out of her. We serve a living God. He cares about us. Oh, he cares about us. You know what I'm saying? Well, this message, he's, he's given me this message for probably, I don't know, brother, wait, how long? Probably two weeks. Uh, this has been, this has kind of been stirring up in my, in my, my spirit. And so uh, if it punches you in the face... Uh, it's because I love you. If it punches you in the face a little bit just to get your attention to hear his word so it can plant a seed and grow that's what it's for. You know sometimes as a parent Joe you'll learn as your cute little daughter grows up as a parent we sometimes have to discipline our children and sometimes it hurts even the parents of going oh geez now we don't get to go do this. We don't get to go buy a pumpkin because a little child threw a fit about a pumpkin and well, now she doesn't get a trick or treat, right? And so, but trust me, it was a life lesson that I've heard about somebody doing that to their child. And I heard that she never forgot. Well, let's, let's just pray real quick. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for your word. Thank you that we become hearers of your word. And that when we become hearers of your word, it builds our faith to step right into the very thing that you've given us. Freedom, healing, anointing, and no more bondage, because in you we are free. In Jesus' name, amen. uh, Whose cloth is this? Is it okay if I hold it? Because I'm going to. (laughs) Amen. All right. Well, hey, why don't we open up to uh, Psalms 103, verse 2 through 4. You know, his word says that, that when we speak his, his word, teach his word, what follows? Signs and miracles follow his word, right? So you know what's pretty fun about that is sometimes you can trip people up and you can just be like, hey, we're, gonna, we're just going to read his word. We could sit here actually all night and just read scripture after scripture and then pray for people and signs and miracles follow. Amen? Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Now, does that sound like a God that puts sickness on you? You know, I got, I got raised in a, in a, in a belief system that, hey, your dad's sick and he's dying of cancer, but the Lord's trying to teach him something. And you know, as a young man, you know, my wife and I were dating at the time as a young man, that really messed me up. Because I got told all the time that God was a good God and he was a loving father. And then I was being told this by the same very people that were telling me he was a loving father, that my dad was dying of cancer because God was trying to teach him a lesson. And even though this this father of mine was a stepfather, he never did anything bad to me as a stepfather. So it really messed with my mind and my theology of the good, good father. A father that loves us. A father that's kind to us. He wants us sick. But right here in Psalms 103, it says that he forgot with all of his benefits, right there, and forgotten all of your benefits. You know, we as Christians have benefits. How many in here has insurance? Hopefully everyone, right? Submit to the government, pay taxes, right? Give to Caesar what is Caesar's. I know, I, I, I swallowed that one too with a lump. But insurance gives us benefits. Our jobs give us benefits. Being married has benefits. Amen? I eat way better being married than I would if I was single. Amen. Thank you, Jen. So wouldn't it, wouldn't it be fair to say that in, in Psalms 103, he's telling us that, hey, don't forget, don't forget his benefits. He's telling us straight away in the Old Testament, you got benefits, son. You got benefits, son. Well, what are they? Loving kindness, mercies, crowns, healings. I mean, he, he continues on right after that. Hey, don't forget your benefits, son. He's going to forgive you of all your iniquities. He's going to heal all your diseases. It does not say he's going to give you diseases to teach you a lesson. That is, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb, pastor. If I am completely wrong, please correct me in front of everyone. I'm okay with it. But I'm going to say it like this. I have a theology. I have an opinion of that. The reason that people have been taught that is because preachers don't want to actually step up and say, that's my fault. They don't want to live... I I don't know this. I shouldn't say that. We need to start living by His Word. His Word. Not what we think of His Word, but His Word. He heals all your iniquities. Oh, um, you didn't get healed. You know what? Um trying to teach you something. No, I believe that's come over generation upon generation upon generation of laziness from pastors and preachers and teachers and evangelists and apostles and prophets. I believe it's laziness that has bred that because it's a lot easier to sit back and go, oh, God just wanted to teach you something than sit back and examine your own life as a preacher, a teacher, a believer. See, all believers shall be healing. Did, oh, did I just lump you guys into this? Yeah, I did. Every single soul and every single bottom that is sitting in this, in this congregation right now, in every chair, I just lumped you into that. See, you don't get off because you're not a preacher, a pastor, a teacher, an evangelist, an apostle, or, or a prophet. You're not off. The Bible says all believers lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So let's start, let's start examining... When people aren't getting healed, if we're not walking in that, let's start examining why. If we don't ask why, we can't get better. If we don't critically think, we can't get better. If we don't hold him to his word, we can't get better. We can't do it. We must have his word to get higher. And our reason for getting higher is so that he becomes glorified in our life. So that all can sit back and say, that is is because the Son of God is alive in them. Amen? In First Peter two twenty four, it says this, who himself bore our sins, not his sins, our sins, and it doesn't say our sin. It says plural. Every single one of them, the ones that he, that he even knew you do, hey, hey, guess what, you, you're forgiven. Stop beating yourself up. He he himself bore our sins in his own body, in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Now I I had kind of an inquisitive mind and I I looked up the definition of were. And, And this is kind of what I found, Miss Amy. It's past tense word. It's to be used in past tense. It's already done. It's not rocket science. When I looked that definition up, I I just kept on strolling through there, and I was like, oh, it's already done. It's past tense. It's past tense. It's past tense. You were already healed. I were already healed. That's not proper English, but... (laughs) Sorry, Miss Amy. (laughs) It was close enough, come on, come on. Now this, this, is, this is, I'm just giving you forewarning. This is when it kind of starts to realize I may punch you in your mouth. I got punched in the mouth. Life Bible College students first year, they got punched in the mouth with it. So I think we should just spread the love. I believe we should share the love. John G. Lake, I think, was a pretty good man of God that we could sit back and say, hey, I think we could probably model after him as though he was following Christ, just like Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, right? So as, we, as, as I've kind of delved into to John G. Lake a little bit, um, and, and, and even as I read about John G. Lake, it, the, the Holy Spirit just starts rising up inside of me um, for some reason. But he talks about this, that we are a triune spirit, right? We have, we have the soul, the spirit, and the flesh, the body, Right, And when we get saved, the spirit's automatically just renewed, just like that, forgiven of everything, our spirit is saved. Then we have our mind, our stinking thinking, right? And I I dealt with this for a long time. I mean a long time. It, It actually, it was one of the three things that made me sit and run from God until I sat right back there and heard Pastor Mark give a sermon. And all of a sudden he said, hey, you need to renew your mind daily by the word of God. And I got punched in the mouth. I was like, oh my gosh, whoa, he just woke me up. What was that? And I thought, where's that at in the Bible? I've, I have wondered about that for 20 years. And then he gave the scripture reference and then I read it for myself and then all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, you mean for 20 years? If I would have known this 20 years ago, you know, my, my life would have been changed. But the pastor I asked, he, he didn't have a response for it. And that's okay, he's an amazing man, I love that guy. Changed my life, changed our, changed our lives sitting in that little church. But I didn't know that. And so I didn't know by, by my mind having to be renewed by the word of God daily. Not by prayer. By the word of God. Don't, don't think you can get away with just doing prayer. Prayer and. Reading and. Right? So John G. Lake goes into this, into this triune spirit, and as I'm reading this for the first time, he says, you know, your spirit, whenever, when a, whenever a Christian needs something, we seem to know who to go to. We seem to know that we should get down on our knees or, or pray and ask Holy Spirit to give us something. We seem to all know that, and sometimes some of us struggle, and, and, and that's why we have one another to sharpen one another, right? Well, then, you know, we have... Um, the mind and that takes care of by the word. And we have the Spirit, and that's taken care of by Holy Spirit by teaching and guiding us and drawing us to the Father, that we become knowers of all things. Well then there's the last part, and it's our body. And and, and we as as people seem to have a tough time with this one. And I think as generation has gone on upon generation upon generation, I believe we've been taught and been dumbed down by the, by the enemy. Oh, Pastor Bill, you're not one of those people that just, like, believes everything's spiritual. I don't know the Bible says so. We don't fight against flesh and blood, but we fight against principality, spiritual things, and heavenly places, right? So, it, we must. And I know we don't get taught that, and I know we don't think that, because if you go to Fred Meyer over here and go down, a, down the medical aisle, what do we learn? Ibuprofen, um, uh, nasal spray, eye drops, and the list goes on and on and on. Allergies, right? All these things that we can go immediately to the store and just be like, oh, I got a back pain. Pop four Advil and go play golf. Oh, I have allergies. I'm gonna take a, a Claritin. You know what? We call ourselves Christians. We call ourselves Christians, and are we really? Are you really? Are we really? Or is is the public sitting back, the lost, the dying, the unsaved, are they sitting back going, Well, what's different about you? You say you're a Christian, but you're sick like I am. You say you're a Christian, but I see you drinking beer. Hey, you say you're a Christian, but you're beating your wife. Hey, you say you're a Christian, but I I know you're having an affair. Hey, what are you doing down the medical aisle? I thought you said your God heals. Come on, Christians. Come on. We have a living God. We have a God that said you already were healed. But you don't trust him. You don't trust him. We don't trust him. Oh, Pastor Bill, how can you say that? You know what? Honestly, if we really wanted to get down nitty gritty and meet one-on-one, we could sit down one-on-one and go through every chair in here and by some point, you could sit down, including, I will will add myself in here. I've been beat up by this John G. Lake. Well, no, I, I I trust him. I took my family to Africa. We get on buses and go out to the middle of the jungle. I trust you, God. I trust you with my family. I trust you that we will not fall ill. I trust you that nothing will happen to my daughters and my wife. I trust you. But I tell you what, three weeks ago when I had a stomach pain that I thought was from eating the best food in the world, which was my wife's homemade macaroni and cheese, I ate too much. Um, I ate way too much. And so I thought it was a ball of cheese that was in my stomach that was hurting. That's how I imagined it, Wade, was like that Thanksgiving ball that you, you crack off of crackers with. I, that's what it felt like, like right here. And uh, it started hurting on a Friday. And I'm like, oh my goodness, just please get it out of me. Like however, puke, whatever. Just get out of me. This hurts. I'm never eating macaroni cheese again until she cooks. And so Saturday comes and I could barely, I mean, it was tough getting in and out of the car. My left leg was hurting to lift. Sunday came and uh, I, asked, I asked a doctor that, that is, a, is a church, that comes to church here. And I said, hey man, last night I was up and you're who I saw laying hands on me and praying for me. Could you please lay hands right here and pray for me? I don't know what this is, but it's got to go. And so he puts his hand on there and he's praying for me. And then all of a sudden he takes his two fingers and he starts poking around. I'm like, oh. Oh, man, I want to believe it's healed, but it's not. It's just not. And he gets done. He goes, hey, we prayed for you. You're healed. I mean, we, we believe. And I said, mm-hmm. Yes, I'm a man of faith. I've been used to heal people. I've been used to do this and this and this and this. God get the glory for it. But wow, no, not quite yet healed. And he says, hey, I think you have a hernia, by the way. And as he said it, I'm like, that doesn't sound good. I don't know much about hernias, but that doesn't sound good. How do you get rid of hernias? And, and somebody just said it, and, 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 and I didn't look, I didn't Google. <laughs> I'm getting better, right? I'm getting, I'm getting better in this process of not just going straight to Google and be like, how do I get fixed from a hernia? Because then I would have wigged out. And so second service, it was the service that, that we lost electricity. And so I was sitting down all first service. I mean, people came and said, hey, Pastor Bill, could you pray for me? And I just sat there. I I didn't want to get up because I'm like, man, if I get up, they're going to see me like hunched over and be like, really, you're praying for healing? And like, it was bad. And so I just sat there and, and, you know, prayed for them and they, they got touched. And I'm like, God, what is going on? They just got healed. And I'm still in brutal, brutal pain. And then the power goes out and I'm (laughs) like, pastor, I'm sorry. I've got to admit this in front of everyone. The power goes out And then I'm in the cafe, and I'm like, thank you, Jesus. We get to go in the main service, and I just get to sit there and watch pastor. Thank you, Jesus. He loves me. And then Pastor PJ comes up, and he goes, hey, dude, you have the word in here. Oh, my gosh. What do I preach on? Like, I hope I can get my left leg up to the altar. And so I give a message, and the anointing, man, the anointing. I don't feel a thing. I, I, I kid you not, not a thing. And I'm, I'm preaching this message, and I'm sitting there now. I'm walking back and forth because I don't feel pain, and I can walk back and forth. And then the message gets over, and about fifteen, twenty minutes afterwards, all of a sudden I'm like, oh whoa, and it rocked my world. It was like, whoa, all the blood left my head. And uh, we come in here for third service, and and thank God for ushers. You guys don't know how amazing ushers are. One came and brought me. Uh, One, yeah, awesome. One came and brought me a bag of ice because I was about to pass out. And I'm sitting where Pastor Doug's sitting and and Pastor's got the the small platform down here. And I lean forward to try to cool off. And I'm thinking all of a sudden, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm about to take a header. Like vision's starting to close in and I'm like, yep, I'm going down. And everyone here is just gonna be like, oh, this is the power of God. (laughs) And, uh... (laughs) And that's what I was thinking, I'm like, this is so bad, man, I'm going to pass out and everyone's going to be like, oh, the power of God got Pastor Bill. (laughs) And uh, these are all the things that I think of, just sharing. You get a a view into my mind. And so service gets over and, uh, and, and pastor being pastor, a man of God, he's like, well, let's just lay hands and pray for you right now. Thank you, Jesus. And people lay hands on me and they're praying for me. And, uh, you know, I'm like, yes, I'm healed. In Jesus' name, I'm healed. And it's still a brutal pain. I'm healed. Thank you, Jesus. I'm praising God. Monday comes. And, you know, Mondays, I typically get to spend a lot of the morning with the Lord. And then I go play golf. And I'm like, I am not leaving the house. I'm probably laying down on the couch and just spending some time with God saying, okay, what's up? God, I, I have faith. I have faith to do this and this and this and this. Why is this not healed? Have any of you guys been there? Am I the only one? Come on, I, 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 was, I was just there three weeks ago. So pastor calls and, <laughs> and I see and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm on the phone right now with Wade and oh my goodness, like awesome. He's gonna be like, hey, you healed? And I'm gonna have to tell my pastor, nope, still hurting. And uh, you know, that's not something I wanna, wanna do. So I, I call him back and uh, hey, how you feeling? And I'm like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's not healed. Um, and I'm like, you know, it's a little bit better. The pain wasn't as bad, but I'd been laying down all morning. You know, got out of the shower and went and laid down. And uh, we're talking, I said, Pastor, man, you know, my wife sent me a text and was like, hey, you should pray about it and see what the Lord tells you if you should go to the doctor or not. And I'm just like, I'm not going to the doctor. Something in me was like, I'm not going to the doctor. And I thought to myself, like, is this pride? Like, I don't want to die on my couch if this is pride, right? That's not wisdom. And, uh, you know, go and find out it's a hernia. Hey, surgery, you're out. I don't know how long the healing process is. I don't know. But uh, it just something in me, man, was like, no, 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 no. I am not to go to the doctor. Devil, you are not stealing this from me. I just got done teaching on Sunday in second service that we as Christians should be seeking God. I am not going to the doctor. And so I'm telling, I'm sharing this with pastor. I'm like, I serve, a, I serve a God that heals. He's my God. He's my living God. And I start getting something. I mean, it's rising up in me. And I don't know if pastor really was chuckling or I heard him chuckle. Because he already knows this stuff. He knows this. He has the revelation of it. But he was hearing me get the personal revelation over the phone. And, and so we got off the phone, and me and my God had a conversation. And... And that conversation was rather abrupt, rather abrupt. And as I got off the phone, I was like, God, you're my God. You want me to teach on healing. You want me to be used with healing. You want me to go to this country and and heal people. You want me to go here and heal people. And I can't get healed myself. You're either a liar or you're truly my healer. Now, which one is it? Because I'm not going to the hospital, I'll die rather. Rather. I've never been to that point where I'd rather die than go to the doctor and have the devil steal my testimony. Because God, you said you're my healer. And this is what the Lord said to me and it blew me away because he's only said it twice to me that I can know of. See, you gotta shut up sometimes for the Lord to hear, you know, speak to you so you can hear. I was sitting right about where Marilyn's at right there. Me and my wife were sitting in that second row probably five or four years ago or so. Um, And we were in worship and I was leaned against that chair and I was was worshiping. And it was as the time that the Lord was trying to get me to leave my job. And as clear as could be, man, our Lord's amazing. Jesus loves us. I swear to this day that he was physically in front of me with his hand outstretched to me. And he said, do you trust me? And I remember sitting there, standing there. I was standing there just, you know, with my arms there. And I, I swear he was in front of me with his hands stretched out to me. He says, do you trust me? And I said, yeah, I have faith, God, if you're calling me to do that. He said, <laughs> and it was as though he interrupted me when I said, I have faith in you. I have faith that if you're calling me out to do this, that you'll take care of me." He said, I, I asked, do you trust me? And this day in this living room, after getting off the phone with pastor, he said to me, the Lord said to me, "Do you trust me?" And I've started realizing there's a difference between faith and trust, guys. There's a difference between faith and trust. You know, faith tells us what. What's faith tell us in Hebrews 11:1?. You guys are talking as though I was taking a spelling test in fifth grade and I and I I try to write cursive. Thinking my, my teacher could never could never see, right? So 11. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. That's faith. Trust. Let me, let, me, let me find what trust says. Because when I looked up the word trust, this, this kind of blew me away. As, as this tablet continues to go down. Well, I'll just tell you. I'm going to give you Bill's version instead of Webster's. The legal term of trust means this. That you lay everything over to somebody with confidence. And they have full ownership over you. For the benefit of yourself or others. Now that blew me away because as I read that I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I was bought with a price. Ooh. you were bought with a price. And I thought, oh my gosh, I don't know if I've ever trusted you, Lord. Please forgive me right now that I, I don't know if I've ever trusted you. I, th- I, I thought faith was the same. Guys, there's a difference and there's, there's, a, there's a deeper calling which God is calling us up to And as amazing as you may, you know, this this is, again, this blows my mind. We walk around not healed. We walk around sick, downtrodden, burdened, isolated. And it's not because we don't have faith. It's because if we don't trust somebody, I have unbelief. It'd be like this. Pastor Mark says, hey, Bill, would you like to go flying with me? And even when I say it, I'm like, "Mm, no, not really. (laughs) And here's the reason. I trust him. I don't trust that little lawnmower engine. (laughs) Like, that's how my, I don't know anything about airplanes. I don't know anything about engines. I don't know, I mean, I don't know anything about anything with mechanicals involved. But I trust him. I just don't trust that airplane. I mean, who, who was the Micron guy? He had a really nice airplane, and that dude died. God did not give me wings to fly. Or gills, so I don't swim in oceans, because why, Pastor? Sharks. But I, 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 again, I, the, I could trust him and go up in an airplane and come back. He does every, every time, right? Right? So as I was thinking about this, the Holy Spirit shared this with me and gave me this analogy. I went, whoa, that's really cool. Well, do you really trust the Lord? And some of us are able to say yes. But if you're honest with yourself, I would say a majority of us in here, if we look at our lives in certain areas, not all areas, there's areas where you will and there's areas that you don't. We need to sure up those areas that you don't like in healing. Do you truly trust Jesus? Do you really trust his word that says you were healed? By his stripes, you were healed. Do you truly trust it? Or in the back of your mind, just like me with with the hernia, in the back of your mind, are you sitting there going, well, if it doesn't get better, I'll go tomorrow. Because that's what I was saying on Sunday. If it doesn't get better, I can go tomorrow. I didn't really trust him. And I didn't really trust the word because all I could feel was the pain. But God, I have faith in you. I know I'm saved. But do you trust him? But but Pastor Bill, how can I trust him? I don't really know him like you know him. I don't know who just thought that in here, but but somebody was like, well, yeah, but you're a pastor and and you have an amazing relationship with him. Um, But I don't okay, I'll put it in this term for you that that Holy Spirit shared with me, and this will help you. Do you know when you uh, go on a a flight, like go to Boise Airport and you go on an airplane, do you know the pilot? Nope. Do you even see a pilot? I've never seen a pilot. I'm now starting to wonder this after about four o'clock this afternoon going, oh my gosh, is it remote controlled? Like... (laughs) There's a part of me that went, I've never seen a pilot go to the cockpit. Maybe I don't watch, I don't know. But here's what's crazy. We all get on commercial airplanes that do crash that we put our faith in. Be like, okay, no, I'm going to go there and it's going to really take me to Hawaii. It's going to make it across the pond and take me to Europe to go minister. It's going to take me across the pond to go to to Africa and not crash. But you're actually trusting another human being in that cockpit to get you there. And we trust them because we're told they're trained. We're told they've gone and flown in however many hours, thousands of hours or whatever whatever that calls for. We blindly put our trust in some dude in a cockpit or some dudette, In a cockpit, and we just trust them, but yet we have a tough time trusting God. Come on, guys, are are we really a triune Christian, or are we just right now maybe one of the three, or two of the three? God wants us to become a triune Christian and I've kind of been I've kind of been mowing around in my head for the last little while and I haven't shared this with anybody but the Bible college students I'm like you know what I want to be a Christ in I want to be a Christ in I want... Christ is in me Christ is in me see when you get sick or you need a healing are you truly going to him first or are we going down the aisle of Fred Meyer or are we going to Pastor Doug or Pastor Mark or Miss Amy, or Miss Jen, or Brother Wade, or Pastor PJ, or Pastor Joe. Who are you going to first? Now I'm not telling you not to come to somebody that God tells you to go to to get prayer for, right? I'm not telling you that, don't get in a ditch, I'm not getting in a ditch. I am challenging you with this. I serve God, he's my Lord. God, am I supposed to go to the doctor? What is, well, I don't know what's going on with my, this area right here. I don't even know what area that's called, but God, am I supposed to go to the doctor? What am I supposed to do? Stay home all day and get in me. Stay home all day and get in me. Do you trust me, son? Do you trust me? Do you trust him? Do you trust him? Again, I'm, I'm asking you straight up. Because this this isn't one of those fun messages where I'm like, oh, hey, this is really, I was talking to Pastor Doug about this, I'm like, you know, it'd be really nice to just preach a message like, God says this about healing. You're healed, you're healed, you're healed. Yes, you are healed, but do you trust him? Do you trust him? In this certain area, I didn't but I tell you what the revelation that I got while I was speaking with Pastor Mark on the phone because I felt like I was getting robbed I felt like I was getting stolen from that the devil was trying to steal from me the very ministry that I that he's called me to and and have a scar to show too have a scar to show that whenever you know think about this guys You're changing. You're getting out of the shower and you see a scar of a reminder that you didn't trust him. Thank God I did not go to the doctor and the doctor tell me this. Oh, hey, guess what, Bill? You're gonna need surgery. Let's get that, let's get that scheduled for you. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I probably should do that. And then the rest of my life, getting dressed before going to minister, see a scar that I didn't have faith, that I didn't trust him. It'd be a constant reminder. I was not gonna allow that to happen. For whatever reason, I thank God that Pastor Mark called me to check up on me to see. And, and I don't know, did you chuckle actually over the phone when I was kind of preaching to myself? <laughs> I heard him chuckle. And I really don't think he did. It was, it was just probably my, me going, he knows this. Why, why am I saying it so on, passionate and on fire to him? But when I got off the phone, I started saying passionately to me. Getting in my own business about this. We've got to to start taking a stand, guys. He tells us to be steadfast. He tells us to be steadfast. Steadfast in all areas. We should be steadfast in all areas. But we're talking about healing. I made my mind up. Have you made your mind up? Or have you just... mm. Or have you just come to the vending machine? Look, there's, there's nothing more fun than I think. I, I can't honestly think of anything more fun than ministering healing. It, it's the most powerful thing when God uses you to heal another, another loved one for healing. It literally glorifies God and the love that he has for you. And here's what's amazing about the body. Should we be coming to the vending machine? Yes, if you can't get it on your own. Come to the vending machine. I had somebody pray for me out there, Dr. Derek. I had, I don't know how many people pray for me here. Uh, For whatever reason, for three to two days, I couldn't get it on my own. I'm willing to take whatever pray for me. I couldn't get it on my own. Let the elders of the church lay hands on me. That's scriptural. But for me, I got it Monday, yelling at God in my house. And I don't know if my neighbor, because he he, he works from home, he he probably heard me going crazy. Because this is kind of what it sounded like. And this is, the Lord told me, he said, let him know. So this is kind of what it sounded like that Monday when we got off the phone. I set the phone down, and I started pacing the floor back and forth. And I said, God, you're my God. God, you're my God. You're my living God. You're my healer. You're my redeemer. You sanctify me. Lord, I'm going to walk in your truth. God set me free from this pain right now. Devil, you're a liar. You are not taking my healer from me. I'm going to die before I go to the doctor. God, you better step up and do it. Otherwise, you're a liar. And if you're a liar, I've got a lot of people to apologize to. And if you're a liar, then why did I quit my job and turn away all the time off? That's what I said. I'm sorry, but as a cop, you work a ton of overtime and I would get off like five months a year. But I would also work like 20 hours a day sometimes. So it wasn't all great, but those five months off were. So I would have those conversations with, I I mean, I had it. And I have conversations like that with my God all the time. You know, I say it a lot, I know people hear me and I've said it before from here. I think God would just be disgusted with himself if he saw this. God, you're such a loving God. You're my daddy. And I know I'm in pain, but you're my God. And I know you're healing me. You're so awesome. And now all those things are true that I'm saying. Every single one of them are true. But he also knows my heart behind those statements that are being said, because he knows inside I'm about to go nuts. So my my thought is this God already knows. <laughs> I might as well just be real with him. Well, you're calling God a liar? Well, check this out. If he doesn't hold true to his word, he's actually not God. He's just a little g, just like all the rest. And he's a liar. But guess what? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Woo! Maybe this is why Jesus sat down and talked to people sometimes. Because I am getting, getting it good right here. He's true. His word is true. He is who he says he is. He's the healer. He lives inside of you. He lives inside of me. You can't take away from that, devil. Never again can you sit there and trick me to think that I'm not healed. Ever again, devil, you just lost a big war. Because now I trust my daddy. I trust him more than I ever did before. Do you? Do you want to change your world that you live in and walk in? Do you want to change the spheres of influence that you come around, your workplace, the child cares, the hospitals? Then let's become Christians that trust him with our bodies. Let's first seek the living God, the healing God. He's real here just like he's real in Africa. If we can raise the dead there in Jesus' name, then we'll raise the dead in Jesus' name here. We can raise the dead on airplanes, then let's raise them here if we can get healed of hernias that everyone says oh no the only way you can get healed from a hernia is a surgery Nope, devil's a liar oh are you calling me a devil are you are you calling me a liar I mean I just gave you information off Google no I'm not calling you a liar but I'm telling the devil's a liar he's a liar and he wants to steal from you he wants to kill you he wants to destroy you and he wants to kill you so that he can kill Christ in you that's the only way he can win He already lost the war. Jesus already won. But the Bible says he's searching to and fro for one. What about, I don't know, what about 400 of us in here? What if all of a sudden there's 400 of us that, that all of a sudden sit there and say, oh no, God, I trust you more than anything else. I'm not going anywhere. I'm standing right here. I'm staying steadfast. You said I'm healed. I'm healed. You said that the curse was broken at the cross of Calvary. I don't have a curse on me. Devil's a liar. I tell you what, when all of a sudden you get a hernia and you don't even know, I don't even know what I did. I didn't even lift anything. Jen could tell you that. (laughs) Besides that spoon of macaroni and cheese. A lot. But I'm telling you, he wants to kill you. Can you imagine what would happen to Boise and Meridian if all of us, all of a sudden, when you, when you get a tickle in your throat, a tickle, a hernia, oop, back tightened up. Oh man, I don't know what to do. Oh, my neck. Devil, you're a liar. Instead of going to Fred Meyer. Instead of opening up the cabinet and seeing that ibuprofen that's like, it's just ibuprofen. just ibuprofen. What would happen to a valley and a state that if he had 400 sold out steadfast Christians that said, I ain't moving. Why aren't you moving? Are you healed yet? The word says I am. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, you should go to the doctor, liar. Liar. again I'm not trying to get in a ditch but I will say this remember my story Holy Spirit did not tell me to go to the doctor he was adamant (laughs) he was really adamant about do not go now the pain was completely gone that day but there was still just a little bit of pressure the devil was trying to trick me with but I woke up Tuesday completely healed completely healed Stayed steadfast. God, you're, you're my God. You're my living God. Let, uh, be honest. Who's here tonight that needs a healing? Okay. Let me ask you this. Who has a stomach problem? One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, seven. Okay. You're going to get healed tonight. You will be healed tonight of your stomach problem. It's just so. How can you say that? Well, because we preached his word. Signs and miracles and wonders follow. It's just what's so. You can't argue it. You can't deny it. You can't doubt it. It's just what's so. Now, I've known that since early today, that stomach issues were going to be healed. Done deal. Okay? So be steadfast. Say, tonight. In fact, everyone that has a stomach problem right now, say, tonight is the last night that I ever have a stomach problem because I trust my healer. Now say it like you really mean it. I trust my healer. Say, devil, you're a liar. I trust my healer. And my stomach is healed in Jesus' name. I trust my healer. I trust him more than doctors. I trust him more than what the doctor said my problem was. I don't even care what the name is. I trust my healer. Amen? Amen? Come on. Man, we have, we have all the power in the world to change it. How many of us have told our kids? I have. I'm like, I've told kids since I, I have taught them in basketball and went to schools as a cop. I, I would teach kids, hey guys, you have the world in the palm of your hands. You have the world in the palm of your hands. You can be whatever you want to be. We are in Jesus' hands, God's hand. We are to be whatever he called us to be. Not what we want to be. How I wish I could go back in time and actually teach those kids the correct thing. My heart was right, but what I would like to say is this. Hey, you know what, kids? Like now I teach my kids. Hey, you know what, Kendall? You know what, Peyton? Whatever God's called you to do, whatever he's told you to be, you be that you walk that path you walk that path and I tell you what you will never live a boring moment of your life ever ever amen you know Jeremiah 17 7 says this blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and this I love this part of it whose trust is the Lord. See, the first part's cool. I mean, blessed is the man who trusted in the Lord. Cool, I'm blessed. But this line, whose trust is the Lord? Not the Fred Meyer Isle, not the medicine cabinet. Trust is the Lord. It goes on to say this. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when, it, when heat comes. For it leaves remain green, and it's not anxious in the rear, in the area of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. No matter what comes your way, he's talking about you, you're a tree. You're a tree. Now if you trust in the Lord, and you know where your water comes from, and your life, no matter what seems to come your way, you bear fruit. Because you trust the Lord. Not Fred Meyer. Trust the Lord. When we as Christians start going to the Lord first, we start becoming dangerous. I'll say it it this way. I don't know if I'm gonna say the correct Bible name. I'm not gonna say the king's name ever again. How do you say his name? King. Asa. So I'm gonna follow my sword right now. I was in Bible college teaching one night and I kind of got to preach on, you know, kind of got on me. And I've always said King. I said his name a different way. And when I've always said his name quietly or read it, I've never thought of it anything. But when I screamed it out loud at the top of my lungs... I went, oh my goodness, I just said a bad word. Like in front of everyone and didn't know I, that name ever sounded like that because I never said it out loud that I know of. And, and when I said it out loud, pastor, apologized. also All of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, that's not how you say his name, is it? And people are like, no, it's not. You should try it this way. And so uh, in Nahum, Nahum, chapter one, verse seven says this, the Lord is good. Guys, you, you, could, you could just say that over and over again every day and your life would change. Lord is good. The Lord is good. You know, I learned something from my papa that was amazing. He always used to just be walking around the house tap dancing and shuffling. And he'd be like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I'd be in the living room on the couch going, what is he thanking Jesus about? Like he's going to make me oatmeal. Or what is he thanking Jesus about? I mean, I was only five, six, seven, eight, nine years old. As as I grew up and I was like, What are you thanking Jesus about? I tell you what, we, we would benefit well if we just said, Man, the Lord is good. While we wake up to go make our oatmeal or coffee or whatever. Man, Lord, you're so good. Lord, you're so good. Lord, you're good to me. Lord, you're good to me. If you're wondering what to say, say the Lord is good to me. This is what he says The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. I'll tell you what, if you're sick, it's a time of trouble. If you're sick, it's a time of trouble. And if you're sick and you're here, this is the right place to be. Take refuge in this place. And you will be fine. You will walk out of here healed. He cares for those who don't trust him. Uh, the word says he cares for those who trust him. If you trust him tonight, he already healed you. Just like that. It's just for yours taking. You just gotta reach out and take it. You gotta, you gotta reach up to the tree that we are the tree with the fruit on it the grape and just take it and hold it consume it lord you're so good lord you're so good the passion translation says this about 1st peter 2:24 and i said this earlier and that was from the new king james version and this just blew me away how he says it he himself carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we would be dead to sin and live for righteousness Oh, thank you, Jesus, for this next statement. Our instant healing flowed from his wounding. Our instant healing. Instant, instant. It flowed from his wounding. Flowed instantly for those who trust in the Lord. You have faith in him. I know you do, that's why you're here. You're here tonight because you have faith in our God. You are here because you have faith in God that you will get your healing, that you've been praying for, been waiting for. Tonight, I'm asking you, and he's asking you, just like he did when I sat there and I walked away from my job without having a job in place. Do you trust me with his hand outstretched to me? Just like two Mondays, three Mondays ago when he sat there and in my living room and he said son do you trust me and at that very moment is when I realized I am not going to the doctor I either trust him or I don't trust him I have a line to step over I have a line to step over and there's no turning back there's no turning back are you there yet are you there yet I'm telling you it's a beautiful place to be It's a beautiful place to be because there's nothing else holding on to me anymore in that area. I've become much bolder within two weeks because I'm like, guess what? (laughs) Devil, I don't care what you do. I'm healed. And there's nothing you can do to to tell me different because I got my own healing. Got that. Nothing you can do. You can't even make a phone call to me during service. Ain't gonna matter. We must, we must get there, guys. We don't serve the other gods like people have. Those are little Gs, fake, false, liars. We serve the big G, the living God. Here's what we're going to do. Those, those six people that have a stomach, stomach issue, come on up. Is this is this going to be the time when when six people raise their hand? But they're going to be like fifty. Come on, seriously! I I asked everyone who has a stomach problem, and six people raised their hand. Where's the obedience? No, I'm being serious right now. This bothers preachers. This bothers preachers. You know why? Do you trust him? I asked if you have a stomach problem and six people trusted the Lord. Six people trusted the Lord to raise their hand so that when people looked behind or looked beside, there was no pride. Six people. See, in our, in our own minds, this is a teaching, guys. This, this, this right here, please do not take this as me punching you in the face. This is a teaching because in preachers and pastors and teachers and so forth, in our minds, we are paying attention to a clock. I am being honorable to my pastor of of where where I'm supposed to be going and what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm paying attention and being led. Hey, six people raise their hand. Okay, I have time for this. Order, honor. Honor is an amazing thing. See, in Africa, when we ask people something in Africa, you know what happens? Every single person will say, "I have that problem." Hey, who che- get this? Who's cheating on their wife right now? You say that in America, church. You, you just saw what happened. Ha 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 ha! Look, I'm telling you straight up. Percentage can tell me this: the percentage of people that cheat on their wives and cheat on their husbands are pretty high in America. So we could probably say this more on a Sunday or more for other churches. And people would be like, "No." Nope. And I could sit back just by statistics be like, mm-mm, there's somebody lying. In Africa, they'll walk up crying with their spouse's hand in their hand and they will walk up and say, I am broken, I don't know what to do. Will you please pray for us? honor the Holy Spirit gives a word of knowledge to somebody and he calls it out because he's honoring the father and six people are honorable I just got done talking about do you trust him and I'm not condemning you this this we need to get better at as Americans we need to get better as church the Holy Spirit gives a word of knowledge and six people trust him And trust me, I actually could go over my mind and watch right through the hands and I could tell you who the six probably were almost verbatim. So from this point on, please, this is, this is, this, look, it doesn't bother me to go lay hands on people. I'm all for it. Please, as, as our church, as revival continues, whoo not starts, as revival continues to grow, we must be a people of honor. That when a preacher says something, it's not just him saying something. It's not just us saying something. If Pastor Doug gives a word, it's because he was led and it's God spoken. When Pastor Mark says something up here behind the pulpit, it's because it's God spoken. We as Americans need to start realizing that our pastors and preachers and teachers and evangelists and apostles are tools of God. I would much rather sit right there and hear the word from His mouth. It's much easier. It's much more terrifying being here because guess what the the Lord's going to do to me? There will be a day that I I am held accountable to the things that I'm speaking about right now. Terrifying. Take with great honor. Amen. Amen. Can we be a better people of Him? To be better people of honor. Amen? Amen. And just so you know, as we can, as I've continued to talk about this, the the presence of God has gotten thicker. Don't think for a second, as we become, as we correct our flock, don't think that the honor of God is sitting there going, Oh, we're dissipating. We're dissipating. I tell you what, there is one thing I know that I know that I know when we Honor God. And when, oh, thank you, Jesus. When we get corrected, how we take that correction goes a long way in heavenly realms. Goes a long way. And I can tell, thank you, Jesus. I can tell by the, by the presence of God getting thicker and thicker and thicker. I can literally feel it <laughs> I can, I can feel it as though it's actually getting thicker down there and coming up onto me from my, from my feet. And I could, I could back away. I do this sometimes. I could back away and it will dissipate. It's still on me. But as I get closer to you guys who are taking the correction appropriately and, and right with honor, it's continuing to rise. And yeah, I have a telltale sign. I can't stop my leg shaking. So all you guys that came up here you're going to get healed. In Jesus' name, right? Amen. Amen. Becky, in the beginning during worship, did you have a word of knowledge about stomach or anything like that? I'm just stepping out in faith. I can't hear you? An arm, an elbow? Okay. So here's, here, here's how we're going to do this. Pastor Doug, why don't you, why don't you come on up here. And, and you start from this side. And we'll, we'll bust this out real fast, amen? Amen. We'll get, we'll get this done. Watch how fast it is. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Just need healing right there, right? Yes. All right. Pain be gone right now in Jesus' thank name, you. be healed. Thank you, Father, We're at? We Stomach, all right, infirmity be gone and be healed in Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. Be gone and Jesus healed right now in Jesus. There it is. Thank you, Jesus. Healed in Jesus' name, right there. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Be healed. Ooh, there it is. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' name. <laughs> I remember one time several years ago, we were having a service like this and I got up to begin to teach and I had some things prepared and planned but before I ever got to what I prepared and planned I found myself starting the message which later I thought that was an odd way to start the message Uh, I started the message telling people to come back to church but I knew as I was saying it that I was absolutely by the spirit getting into some people's business and why would you say right at the start, come back Come back before we prayed for anyone. Come back. Well, I knew that some people uh, that, that their their healing was tied to that, and it is for all of us more than we think. We're not just. This is not magic here. It's not just we're going to wave the wand and poof, you're healed. This is called a relationship with the healer. That's ongoing. And it is something that we should embrace, that this is an ongoing lifestyle. Unless you're going to heaven tomorrow, you know. <laughs> we need to live in God's best and live in His healing and victory. And so we've got to stay in a place of the Word. Stay in a place where there's, we're surrounded by people who believe with us. Not those who are just going to doubt and fear and question and, and, you know, ask you. You know how it is sometimes if you come, if you have something and people around you, they might be sincere and they might really care, but every five minutes they ask you how you're doing. And it's like, shut up. Why? Because I'm believing God here and I don't need to talk about how I feel every five minutes. huh And when you get around people of faith, they know better. They know that it's time to just say, hey, thank you, Lord, that God is your healer today. Amen. You've got the victory now. Praise God. Anyway, in that service, I began to do that. And then we went on and did like we did here and laid hands on people. And and and, uh, and there was a particular lady there, an older lady. I didn't know her. And, and so I never crossed my mind again. Um... You know, praying for people. I, my only thing I knew was I don't know some of these people. Well, that's all I knew. Um, and uh, But I've come to find out uh, a few months later, one of them was a relative of someone in the church. And I'm looking, I'm scanning, seeing if I see that relative, the other relative, <laughs> even now, even though this was several years ago. But she said... Uh, somehow we got talking about that service and how I began to say, come back to the church. She said, yeah, that one lady was my, I forget, my aunt or something like that. She said she had tumors all through her body. Cancerous tumors. They had given her up. Saying, "Maybe you know, basically you have so long to live. So at that, from that night forward, all those tumors began to shrink. And they watched it in, the, in her as their, doing her stuff they're getting smaller and smaller there I mean she was going downhill and from that night she started going uphill you know what I mean started getting better started improving and all the the cancer was was drying up in her body praise God and then but she got she said she was telling me the story she said I, I've talked to her after that because I knew when you were saying that that you were talking to her and she told her, she said, you know, the pastor was talking to you that night. That was God. Because this woman was a believer, a saved person. She had received the Lord, but she wasn't in church. You know, anybody know people like that? They're Christians, but they're not in church. That's not a good habit. Not going to go to hell because of it, but you're not going to help yourself at all. Oh, you doing that stupid stuff on the screen again. But Man, people don't like what I'm saying again. I know we got to rescue the par- the teachers from the kids. Uh, let me finish. Let me finish this, and we're about done. So don't put that up again for a minute. Uh, now what was I? they drunk. She started telling her, "You know that was for you, yeah, yeah. You know next week, you know she's still not coming back, still not coming to church, week after week, still not coming." basically just kind of yeah but busy tired whatever it is you know excuses not getting back you know what happened it wasn't too much longer later and the whole situation turned around the other way and she died and i I think that was tragic the lord was trying to save her say well if that was god he could have just taking it all away. it listen it doesn't again this is not magic this is faith this is this is not only believing God for the moment which she did and we did with her and it was the power of God started hitting her all through her body it's a lifestyle of faith and we have trouble living by faith as an island We do. We need the encouragement, the support, and we need taught the word. God put the word in ministry gifts so that we can hear and receive and hear and receive. Yeah? Amen. So, I just wanted to share that with you in in closing tonight. Uh, And I don't know. I couldn't point you out. I couldn't point you out and say, this is the word of the Lord for you, for you, for you except that it's in general for every one of us but there's probably some individuals very specifically that the Lord is dealing with and uh, that's what's going on and He wants to help you not only in the, in the moment He wants to help you continually so listen listen with spiritual ears amen we have a good family here yeah we'll surround you with faith and love and see you through all the way to your healing to your victory, to your completion of that, of that thing. Amen. Praise God, but stay connected. If you're not connected at all, giddy up, get connected with the family, with the body, with the the household of faith. And we'll all surround each other with faith and love. You know, if you you get up, it's nice to have people around you that'll say, boom, we're not going to let the devil have you. We're not going to let the devil take you out too soon. We're going to stand in faith and believe God together. Amen. Praise God. Well, the Lord is good. Let's all stand up. Maybe we can sing as we go. Thank you, Lord. Good. Look forward to seeing you again on Sunday. God bless you.